This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Ion Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And welcome to this edition of the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network. I'm joined by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And then a little bit later in the show, we'll have Richard Davenport join us to give us a little bit of recruiting news. But uh, E.T., what a great week, a second week of football. It was, I guess, called still called week one. Uh, not too confusing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, 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 not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the games uh, e that we thought were going to be big games turned out to be really great games. Um, and we'll start with the recap of the Conway game against Bentonville oh, in the coaching debut of Butt James uh, as the new Conway football coach. Man, that, that game, I, I was over at Bryant, but I was score watching the, the, the Conway-Bentonville game, man. And, and when I saw where Conway went up, I think 18 at the half, and I was telling the guy that was next to him, I said, it's not over. you know. And, and of course, Bentonville roared back. And did what Benville normally does, and they Conway ended up winning on a on a uh, TD pass with I think a minute or so, maybe a little under a minute left in the game. But that, apparently that was a great game, man. And we all knew it would be, it would be. It was it was a great game, and you're right. Conway was up. It looked like it was going to win big. Um, and then Bentonville, you know, it was a home team, and, and Bentonville. Um, but uh, but Eric, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if these teams played again. It, it wouldn't shock me one bit, you know. And, and for whatever reason, these two teams, they know quite a bit about each other. They've played quite a bit, man, over the past, I don't know, eight, nine years or so, it seems like, uh, regular season and, and playoffs. And, and it wouldn't shock me one bit. And I, I'd go on a limb and say, yeah, they'll see each other again down the line <laughs> come November, I would imagine. Big game for Donovan Omolo, the quarterback uh, for Conway, 28-48, 381 yards and four touchdowns, including the game winner that Eric mentioned to Jackson Anderson with just under a minute to go as Conway gets that win, 42-39, in the coaching debut of Buck James as the new Conway football coach. Uh, Et, you were at a great game as well. Bryant uh, got a big win, had uh, you know on that one, uh, 24 straight now uh, for the Hornets. That game, and, and and I think a lot of people didn't realize uh, that the Christian brother had came up, came into that game as the best team in Missouri. Uh, they've won the last two six state state titles, and it, it didn't take long to see why they were, they won those two and their favorite to win again this year. Man, offensively those guys are great. I mean, they got two receivers, legit D one receiver. One's going to Ohio State, and the other one, I'm sure, has gotten quite a few D one offers itself. Um, and they put quite a bit of pressure. They have a two quarterback system. That they ran, um, but Brian, man, Brian jumped out on them early um, in a situation where they were really clicking offensively, man. I mean, running the ball, passing the ball, and you know they they only stopped themselves, I think maybe twice in the second half, and they kind of took the foot off the gas. But man, they they looked, uh, although it's early September, they almost looked mid-season form. I mean, and that's kind of scary because the, the defense is still coming around. Uh, but I thought the D-line kind of controlled the game for them. Uh, and then again, offensively, man, they, they were a machine uh, Friday night. And, and it was some impressive stuff, man. St. Louis uh, Christian Brothers didn't back down. They kept coming back. But every time they would have a response, Brian would turn around and do the same exact thing, man. So it was a, a great game, great atmosphere. Uh, Christian Brothers brought a lot of fans down for this one um, in this battle between two, you know, defending state titleists. Um, but Brian, again, you know, they, 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 the train keeps rolling, man, and they, they looked really, really good. And, again, it's just early September. 
big game for Cole McKee in that game. The Bryant quarterback, 23 of 35, 286 yards and two touchdowns for the Hornets. That is 24 straight wins for Bryant, um, the five-time defending state champions. Um, across uh, the way from uh, over Little Rock, not too far away, Plasky uh, Academy E, they're still rolling. Man, it, it's funny, man. When I, when I saw that, you know, you don't think of PA even kicking field goals at all. Although I've seen them kick several field goals over the years, man. But for that game to go the way it did against, you know, Madison Richland, which is a good team, by the way. Uh, PA now 19 in third quarter, uh, roars back and, and and wins it on a, on a field goal, man. I mean, I I know that that's just shocking to say that PA wins on a field goal, but again. For a team that doesn't kick much, that has never been known to kick, they do kick field goals from time to time, man. They usually <laughs> have pretty good field goal kickers, man. And obviously, uh, the Goodwin kid uh, showed that with <laughs> the game winner Friday. What's well, funny, they kick field goals, but they do not kick extra points. <laughs> and they and do they, not punt. And they do not punt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But again, like, 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 you know, PA does, man. I mean, it, it, it's, they're never out of a game, man, with, with, with the things that they do offensively, man. Coach Lucas does a great job with those guys, man. And they, they're never out of it, regardless of what the score is. Kind of reminded me of last year when they played Lake Hamilton, they were down, I think, 18, 19, late in the third quarter, came back and won that one, man. But, uh, yeah, it, PA does PA things. This was a, a kind of a, a eye-opening uh, uh, stat for me. Brandon Cobb, the quarterback for PA, thirty-eight of seventy-four. He was chunking it, man. <laughs> Tossing that his thing right, around the field. Man. His right arm is hanging down about two inches lower than his left arm today. Man, I'm telling wow. you, man. And I think he ran for about eighty yards as well in that game, man. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just amazing, man, what those guys are able to do, man. We game that, that is fantastic. Uh, let's talk about Bo Williams. Uh, the shallow Christian running back, senior running back, he led the team to a state uh, championship game appearance last year in Class 5A. They had their first game of the season on Friday night against a team a lot of people consider to be a dark horse for 6A, uh, Little Rock Christian. Bo Williams, he he put on a show. <laughs> he, he put on a show in that game. Out of all the games last Friday night, man, I think that one surprised me because I don't think uh, not a lot of people probably expected Shiloh to come down and, and beat Little Christian, especially a Christian team that's that's highly regarded, man. I mean, they're top yeah. two, two, three, four across the board in, in, in 6A, uh, and they beat them last year, I think, maybe by three or four touchdowns. But, uh, but Bo came in and, and you know, Shiloh ran, ran, ran his back, man, and, and, and he, he delivered big time, man. 45 carries, 400 yards rushing, and six touchdowns. And Shallow Christian gives Tucker Bar Barnard his first win as the Saints head coach, 43-22 at Little Rock Christian. Man, if the Saints are going to lean on Bo a lot this year because they, you know, they graduated a lot of, of their offensive weapons that they had had, including Eli Wisdom, you know, their their quarterback. Yeah. And uh, for those who thought Shallow Christian was going to take a dip down when Eli graduated, guess what? They ain't. <laughs> they ain't, man. They ain't, man. Especially they ain't. Mr. Williams in the background, man. I mean, in the backfield. This is, that's just amazing, man, literally. So how about the – I don't know if you if you saw this or not or if you saw much about it, and there probably wouldn't be a reason to, to look much about it, but Springdale is running the triple option this year. Man, they are I saw running that. The, Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, they are – that's, that's going back – I love that, man. That means that they run the ball a lot and their games end quick, which is what I which is what I like. People ask me when you go to a game, what do you yell for? I'm like, see those big numbers in the middle that go backward? That's what I yell for. <laughs> That's what you love, man. <laughs> to get to zero as fast as they can. Exactly. Uh, 
but a big triple triple option win uh, for the Bull for the Red Dogs on Friday. They beat Farmington 42-38. They had a couple of backs with over 100 yards, and I'm probably going to butcher this kid's name, but <laughs> but legit Kanagi or something like that. Kanagi, I, 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 I'm sorry, man. I, 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 know, I know I know I butchered that back. LK. LK. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> LK. 177 yards, two touchdowns. They had another back with 100. Uh, also got a big game from Jack Pounders, their quarterback. So running the triple option, I love it. And Springdale gets a big win against Farmington. Uh, also on Friday night, uh, Dizzy Dean, the Elkins quarterback, 20 of 27, 236 yards, five touchdowns as the Elks rolled over Charleston, 49-13. I like this Elkins team, man. I mean, just – it's, it's almost seems like it's their time. You know, it's like they've been kind of kind of knocking a little bit the last few years or so, man. But what they got offensively, man, it, it's scary. You know, and regardless of what Charleston may have lost this year, going over there winning a game on, on that field is it, tough regardless of who you got on, on the roster, man. And then the Elkins went over there and, and put on a show, apparently, you know, with, with what they were able to do. Dizzy with, I think, five touchdowns. I think Deshaun Chairs had, I think, 160-some yard rushing, a couple touchdowns. I think he ran a punt back for a touchdown as well, man. So this Elkins team is going to be dangerous. Statement win. That's a statement yeah. win. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. About that. Yeah, that's no definitely doubt. a statement win. Uh, also want to mention, uh, we talked about this kid's name before, and we will talk about him again a lot. Dax Goff at Boonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big 48-35 win against Ozark. 20 carries, 194 yards, three touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, an 87-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. What did he not do? <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that kid, man, he's a Harding commit, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, and, and to, to do what he does every week, I mean, it, it's amazing. I think this was, what, their third or fourth in a row over uh, a pretty good Ozark team, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, like I said, he did a little bit of everything for Boonville, and it's going to probably be that way all year with him. Um, like I said, he's just, just that type of guy that, you know, you may slow him down for a little while, but eventually he's going to get to you, you know, one way or the other. <laughs> and uh, apparently that's what he did last Friday, man. And the Bearcats welcome back Rylan Ray, who missed exactly. uh, pretty, pretty much all of last season. He got injured in the season over, missed pretty much all of last season. Uh, he was back. Um, I saw where, he, you know, he, he uh, everybody was you know, giving him some high praise. You know, his knee looks like it to be in good shape. And uh, and the Bearcats, man, you know, it, he, last week we talked about 4A. You know, 3A is, is going to be the same animal. And you're talking about Prescott, Boonville, uh, you know, the, 3A is just as, just as loaded as 4A is in this state. And, uh, and Boonville will be a mix. You can bet on that. They're not going anywhere, man. And it would surprise me if they're not at least the semifinalists, you know. And, and to be quite honest, a case can be made that they're probably the, the favorite, you know, them along with, you know, the Prescott of the world to get back to Little Rock, man. But this, this mobile team is going to be right there all year long, and they're not going anywhere at all. And I'll tell you something else, uh, Eric, that's kind of caught my attention a little bit. Uh, you know, Southside, Portsmouth Southside has kind of kind of been down a little bit the last couple of years. They've struggled uh, with some some numbers. They've had some big time injuries, but the Mavericks are off to a two and zero start. They beat Van Buren fifty five twenty eight on Friday, and uh, they have a really powerful run game over mm-hmm. south side and they're running behind a big time offensive line that's got an arkansas commitment on the offensive line but amari tucker for the mavericks on friday night uh 258 yard rushing two touchdowns so south side's knocking on that door in the 7a west going hey we back we we, we back <laughs> man i i watched south side last year against north little rock in the playoffs and i think north little rock won that game fairly easily but i i could tell south side had some talent on that team you know and it was you know that i think uh uh, Tucker uh, played that game as well, uh, but I, I can tell then 
that this team, you know, they've got some talent. I remember talking to Coach Grant uh, from Benville earlier in the year, and he told me one of the surprise teams in the West this year would be Southside. You know, yeah. and so what, what they're doing right now, I think they were up, what, 49 nothing at the half? They were. Um, so they, they, that talent that, they, that I saw last year uh, is put it on display right now early in the year. So it's, it's a good thing for – for I think the West and the state in general, when Southside is good, you know, it, it just makes it that much better uh, of, of a situation when when that team is doing the things that they normally do. We've seen them do in the past and years, you know, years years ago. Well, seven A is going to be strong again. You know, they're, you know Bryant people who thought they may they may take a step back with Buck James left. Guess what? They haven't. They're <laughs> they're you know they're still Bryant Conway was already good. They're going to continue to be good. But James is over there, brings a championship pedigree with him over there. We know the Central's very, very good. Southwest has improved a lot. They're, they're a much better program than they were. Right. Uh, but the 7A West has been real top-heavy uh, the last couple of years, and maybe it looks like there's going to be a little bit more balance in that mm-hmm. conference this year from top yeah. to bottom. And uh, that's what you have to have. Um, if you're going to compete um, and, and try to and try to end Central's run or central you know central's going to hang on to it you got to be good from top to bottom and maybe right. maybe it looks like the seventh west is going to be a little bit better top to bottom which makes everybody you know everybody better everybody better man especially with like i said with south sides good rogers looking good i know they had a lot coming back as well and they're playing well too so man uh it's gonna be interesting man especially in that west it is so that's going to wrap up this first segment of the show right now we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll be joined by Our recruiting guy, Richard Davenport, he's going to bring us the latest news on recruiting. Arkansas got another big commitment over the weekend, another big running back commitment from St. Louis. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And we are back on the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Susan with the Hogs Sports Network. And we're now joined by the recruiting guru of the state, Richard Davenport. And we're going to talk a little hog recruiting. Big Rich, Hogs got another big commitment last week out of the running back room. Yeah, uh, uh, Jamarian, uh, Parker, a 2025 uh, running back from St. Louis, uh, six foot, uh, about 185, kind of a kind of a speedster slash, uh, uh, you know, a guy, open field type guy that make you miss. Uh, he was a four star uh, prospect, uh, the number 25 overall running back according to on threes. Uh, 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 dot coms industry rankings. Uh, so. Uh, Holly, Holly coveted. He narrowed it, his list down uh, of more than 20 offers down to Michigan, Ar- Michigan State, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Oregon, Purdue, Louisville, and Tennessee. And uh, he visited Arkansas three times. Uh, the last last one was in April. And he said some pretty strong things to me back then, talking about. And I tweeted this out that he, he as far as Jimmy Smith, the running backs coach at Arkansas, he said I I. I feel like I can trust. Basically, I I can trust this guy with my college career. Those are pretty strong uh, words coming from a from a set, you know a 16, 17, 18 year old kid. So uh, I felt like Arkansas was in good shape. And then then in talking to his coach, his coach would just say, 
he loves Arkansas. So felt like going into this, uh, his decision-making process, Arkansas was in good shape. And, uh, and uh, it's a, that's, a, that's an obviously a very, very good get. Absolutely. So he's a 2025 class. It's hard for me to keep the years all separated here, uh, but he's uh, for the 2025 class. They're still working on the 2024 uh, class. Uh, uh, Richard, how many commitments do they have in this 2024 class as of right now? They have 19 commitments, uh, and I, I think they're going to sign probably. And it's always a, a fluid situation. I always emphasize this on our message board. Sometimes it depends on, you know, maybe some guys that they were counting on this season don't pan out or don't show much promise. They may up that number. But uh, anywhere, I, I, I've been told anywhere from 20 to 25 commitments. That's what they're probably most likely, likely going to have when uh, this class is finished. But uh, again, uh, this year, this season, how it pans out and, and maybe some guys uh, don't develop like they thought they would. They may they may go up, so we'll see. It's uh, interesting, I think. And uh, Richard, correct me if I if I get this number uh, incorrect. Uh, but I think I thought I saw where there are thirty nine or forty new faces on the Arkansas roster this year between transfer portal and and you know high school recruits. I mean that's a almost fifty percent um, of the roster uh, turnover. And man, it just seems to be like it's going to be that way. Maybe not that big of a number every year, but you know uh, what people don't uh, maybe may not understand is you know not only are you is Coach Pittman and his staff having to recruit kids, but they're having to constantly recruit kids that they already have. Yeah, the transfer portal has totally changed the, uh, you know, landscape of college football. Uh, this may, this, you know, we're going to know, we may not know year to year what it's going to be like because you don't know what the kids are thinking during the season that are currently on the team. Are they getting the snaps that they, they, they think they should get? Right. And, you know, they, they may have some family members saying, hey, you're not being utilized right. Uh, you need to you need to get in the portal. I mean, it's it it is a it is. I would hate to be a college football coach right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm trying to figure out what your you know at the end of the season what your roster is going to look like going into the signing day for as far as the high school kids, and you really don't know. The kids may tell you, coach, I'm coming back, but that that could just be you know lip service until they they figure out you know their next move. So. Uh, I think uh, this is going to be just basically norm for the for for here here on out out that a lot of times you're going to see rosters uh, you know change uh, anywhere from one third to two thirds you know maybe maybe not two thirds but maybe half of uh, the roster changing but at the same time I think the quality of kids that you 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 recruit in high school that's your culture there yeah. And that's why you got to be careful bringing in transfers that are just looking out for themselves. You, you got to try to get to know them and understand what their thought process is, because you don't want to, you this, this is, this is a recipe for a divided locker room. And well, and I, and I think Sam talked about that a little bit, uh, about where yeah. they were last year. Just, you know, not, not a good, sometimes it's just not a fit. No, no, and that, that's where your high school kids, and when you recruit them, and if you you recruit them for two or three years, you do get a better chance of getting to know them and know what their makeup is 
as a person? Will will they, you know, up and leave at the sign of the first adversity? You 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 hope hope that's not the case, but you get to know them a little bit more than maybe just you know when you're recruiting them for maybe a few months or, or a year. So yeah. uh, that that's 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 where you really make hay as far as the longevity of your program. Yeah, uh, the portal is going to help you fill some gaps, and and definitely has helped Arkansas in the past, and will continue to do so. But your your culture is really your your high school kids that you recruit. Eric and I were talking about this uh, before we went on the air about Colorado. Of course, no no roster overwent more uh, turnover than the roster uh, at Colorado when Deion Sanders came into Colorado. Of course, they had gone one and eleven. You know, a, a shakeup was needed. I don't think anybody saw, you know, 60 or 70 or whatever, whatever the number was on the number of kids that, that, that changed down that roster. But uh, after uh, week one, it certainly uh, looks like Dion has done a good job of rebuilding that thing and making it competitive. So, like Richard said, it's it's the, uh, you know, that's just the nature of the beast that we're living in and dealing with now is is that potential, you know, a kid that you've been on and recruited and signed, you know, staying one year and, and moving on. And, and uh, uh, but, you know, like everything else, uh, you know, times change and you got you better change with them or you're going to get left behind. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's not it's not a good look for college football, but at the same time, the, the presidents and, and the ADs have, have caused this. You know, yeah. coach used to get four or five years uh, to, to turn a program around. What Deion Sanders did, I don't have a problem with in today's climate of college football. Because if you don't win and you don't win quickly, you're gone. And yeah. obviously what he did, it's a, you know, a lot of people were surprised by what happened on Saturday. I wasn't necessarily surprised because, like you said, this is a totally different team. He basically yeah. went out and recruited, you know, obviously the high school kids, but also recruited the, the transfers. He knew what he was getting for the most part in the transfers. So I don't think it's a huge shock that they beat TCU. I've always I've always thought that Deion Sanders would, would turn uh, Colorado around, you know, We'll know the rest of the season as it plays out, but I have no doubt that he's going to turn them into a, a consistent winner going forward. And they'll be in the Big 12 next year, which will be, be a little bit better for them as far as regional uh, is concerned, a little bit more. Uh, it's, you know, Colorado down, taking a trip down to Oklahoma is easy. Colorado going, you know, to, to, to Oregon and, and Washington, that's a much, uh, you know, longer trip. And their games will be played in a more uh, a primetime uh you know, slot as far as, you know, t- playing games in the central zone as, as, as opposed to uh, out on the West Coast games. So a uh, l- lot, of, lot of positive things going on for Colorado. And uh, what they did on Saturday is proof that um, the portal can work. It, it can be a big benefit. You can see a quick turnaround, um, you know, despite a, a, an entire roster overhaul. Um, so congratulations to Deion Sanders and, and uh, Colorado. We'll see how the rest of this plays out. Rich, I was talking to some people on Facebook, and they were, you know, you know touting Colorado. And I said, I did, pump the brakes a little bit now. This is, you know, this is like you running 100 meters and celebrating your, you know, I'm ahead after 10, you know. You still got 90 more meters to run here, so let's let's let the whole body work play out. But, but what a great uh, what a great start for Dion and, and, and the Buffs. No, no question, a great start for them. No doubt. No so, doubt. We, uh, Rich, uh, any any other recruiting news going on on the Hill? Any any visitors coming in this week? Any any uh, big time? Yeah, now there'll, they there'll be visitors. It's, it's, it's a three o'clock game. They'll be able to you know uh, uh, 
get kids on campus? How, how many kids don't know just yet? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think the next weekend for the BYU game, we'll probably uh, have a better uh, list of uh, visitors just because it's a six uh, six o'clock game, six thirty, I think, and uh, that that gives more kids opportunities to to uh, drive long distances to to get there uh, versus uh, a three o'clock game. But uh, and plus, it's a it's a more attractive game than uh, Kent State. Good deal, good deal, Richard. As always, man, we appreciate you being on with us and giving us that recruiting insight that only you can bring. Uh, if we want to learn more about recruiting and what's going on with uh, the Razorbacks recruiting. Richard, how can people get that information? Well, hohogsports.com, obviously, or my Twitter, AR Recruiting Guy, uh, and then obviously the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. There you go. Richard is all about the X. He's all about the, all about that Twitter X. Uh, you know, I, 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 I throw up the X every day, talking about the X. <laughs> Rich, thanks for being with us good. again. Yeah, at least I can spell X. That's how I sign my name most of the time. Uh, but anyway, Richard, thanks for being on with us as always. And uh, he told you how you can find him on on, uh, on the X or wherever, uh, you know, Whole Hog and, and uh, the Democrat Gazette and all all things uh, recruited. Rich has it and, uh, and brings it every single time. But we're going to take another break right here. When we come back, Eric Taylor will be joining us again, and we will talk about this week's football matchups and Eric's Player of the Week. We'll be right back. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorbacks sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And welcome back to the Eye on Preps podcast. This is the third segment, and Eric Taylor and I are back uh, to talk about this week's high school football games that we are in the third week of the season but it's only week two but it's the third week et that gives me a headache trying to think of all that making twos and threes and whatever but but games are go, but games are going to be played friday night so if you're close to one, go to one exactly exactly i won't go to one. that makes it a little bit easier yeah. so absolutely so uh e, e some conferences are getting underway this week yeah, uh, which is you know just just strange to even even think about that. I know the uh, some of the five A certain games are playing being played uh, this coming up week, man. And that, like I said, just this week two, I, I think this is week two, right? Week two. Uh, week right. Two. And you know some of the, the conferences are getting getting cranked up, man. So that's that's a uh, it's a little different seemingly, but you know, hey, it, it, you can't complain if it's football. So we, we're good. Exactly. So I think I think. I think six underway some some this week too. The five A you mentioned the central and a couple of four A conferences get underway. We're not going to get into all that, uh, but uh, just getting at the schedule this week. Uh, of course, you mentioned already in the first segment about the big game that'll be going on uh, uh, in Little Rock. It's number one five A defending state champion Little Rock Parkview at five time defending seven A at number one Bryant. That that game will will be 
I don't want to say it'd be standing room only, but there'll be a lot of people at that game. Uh, I just about guarantee that, man. And and this Parkview team, man, I think, you know, in week zero, they went up to uh, Harbor, I think one, you know, by 30 plus in that game. And this, this Parkview team is super, super talented uh, across the board on the front lines, uh, in the secondary, in the backfield, out wide. You know, they got speed for days. Uh, I think when these teams played last year, I think Brian, I think pulled it out by 10 or so, but uh, this game, this coming up week, man, it's a big one. And I told you earlier, Chip, I think this Parkview team kind of reminds me a little bit of the Christian Brothers team that Brian just saw. Uh, they may have a little bit more speed. Uh, I think Christian Brothers will probably be a little bit bigger. But, I mean, just the same, they're going to test Brian Trust, man. It's going to be a good game. Um, I expect a lot of back and forth as well, man. Good, hard-hitting game. And it's a be a great test for both these teams, man, early year. Now, last year, I had a chance to see uh, both of these teams play in state championship games. I was there uh, with Brian. Uh, Took it to Bentonville um, in the 7A game, and uh, and then and then also the uh, Parkview uh, taking on Shiloh Christian in that championship game. E and the one thing that came across to me, and I know you know you know team you know you know fans like high scoring or whatever, but man, these two teams, man, they turn it up on defense. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't uh, they don't shy away from tackling. That's for sure, man. I mean, it's not not really no. about it's business no. decision with these guys, man. They they go at you. Uh, and, and they don't really care about the repercussions after the fact, man. So they, they, it's, it's, it's all out with both these teams, man, especially on the defensive end, and that, which is what I like to see, man, to be yeah. quite honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it should be a great game, and uh, you'll want to get there uh, early for that game. Right. Uh, maybe the temperature is going to be a little bit more uh, fan-friendly this week, mm -hmm. which would be good. And so you'll want to get there early as number one in Class 5A, Little Rock Parkview, the defending state champions at – the 37-time state champion. <laughs> Five-time state champion, Class 7A, number one, Bryant. Again, this will be a, a great game, and, and uh, um, you know, you'll, you'll want to get there for that. But it's not the only, only big game going on um, in the state. There are some other good games. Now, also, uh, this week and next week's schedule are also a little bit lighter um, across the state because teams want to try to get that open week in there. Uh, right. Toward the end, they like to, you know, like you know, different coaches like to do it different ways. Um, so it's funny how how the different coaches kind of strategize that open week. But the next two weeks, you're going to see a little bit lighter schedule across the state as teams try to get that open week in for uh, the start of most of the conferences um, in that in that fourth week. Right. Uh, but one big one uh, going on this week, he, at least to me, I, I think this is a big game. Uh, Class five A Camden Fairview at Class three mm -hmm. A number two Boonville. That's going to be an interesting game, and I, I saw that, and I was kind of surprised that 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 game is being played. But it's it's a test, I think. You know, it just says a lot about Boonville not being afraid to play anyone at all. Um, and that game, I think, is going to be a real test to uh, for for Boonville anyway, just to uh, play in the upper competition, uh, so to speak. Not to say that, five, that you know four A teams aren't a three A or four A team, not not that that league would not, but. Uh, but then you'll see them step up and play a team like Fairview, you know, with, with plenty of speed and plenty of size as well. Uh, so I think that'll be a good test for Boomer. But I don't think there'd be one that they're going to shy away from either. You know, I think they're actually going to going to take it to Fairview up on top, you know, and see how things transpire. So uh, that that's that's one that really stood out to me when I when I saw them on the schedule. I had a chance to see Fairview last year. They played Shallow Christian in a playoff game down here. Mm -hmm. Very, very impressed. Got some great, great athletes. Uh, they travel well. Uh, their fans travel well to games. 
Um, of course, I know Boonville's not the easiest place in the world to get to. <laughs> right. uh, it's, you know, uh, but I have no doubt that Camden will, will be there, Fairview will be there, and uh, it'll be a great game. Uh, they, uh, of course, the Bearcats, we talked about this in the first segment, are coming off a big win against Ozark. Uh, Dax Golf doing Dax Golf things. Uh, you know, big night rushing, uh, big kickoff return, uh, probably had double-digit tackles. I didn't look at the defensive uh, stats after that game, but you know, I'm sure he had his usual double-digit, you know, tackles from the linebacker spot. Fairview coming off a 21-20 loss to Class 6A El Dorado. Uh, had a, but had a chance, though. They had a chance yeah. at the end of that game to maybe had pull that one out. Exactly. Had a chance to win the game, yeah. man. You know, again, like I said, Fairview's going to always be athletic, man, and on my outside particularly. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to see how that game transpired. Two, two, two different styles, and uh, it's going to be interesting, man, to say the least. Absolutely. Uh, another one, E, that kind of caught my attention is Fordyce at Class 3A number one Prescott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fordyce, um, yeah, they're certainly capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's actually a robbery game. You know, I, I think uh, – Prescott is. I always say Prescott. Prescott. I don't. I don't know which one it is. I've, I've been saying both for years. <laughs> no, it just depends on <laughs> where you're from, I guess, man. Uh, but this is. The, it's actually the Rock. Curly Wolves. It curly. There you go. It's safer that way. Curly Wolves. And Red Wolves. Uh, you know. But these teams know yeah. quite a bit about each other. They be playing each other for forever. It seems. Um, Prescott is still uh rolling with, with, with what they have going on and again you know prescott is, is one of those teams that you kind of expect to be there near the end of, of the year uh fordax is trying to get back on track after you know their run through two-way i think they won two of uh, three years ago in uh, state titles in two-way so again i mean this is a game where records really don't mean anything uh they're going to go out and play each other and play each other hard and, and you know see what happens when when the, when the final buzzer sounds so it'll be a good one regardless of what's out there I love it. I love it. And now that brings us to segment. Eric is going to give his player of the week. And I got to tell you, E, man, I was putting, working on my notes for this for today's <laughs> podcast. And I'm like, man, this kid ought to be the, oh, wait a minute. And this kid's got, oh, man, look what this kid did. I'm like, all right, E, this is your show. I'm glad I don't got, I'm glad I don't got to pick it. This is Man, you know, again, it's, it's so many kids that do that have great weeks, man. I mean, once you see one, and like you said, you see one, be like, okay, this guy's gonna be. Oh, wait a minute, hold on, we got somebody else doing this, man. There's yep. so many guys that did so many great things, man. Uh, you know, the, the Gregory kid at Southside had a, had a big game. Uh, yes, Hermosillo kid down at Lakeside. I mean, just a lot of things, man. But it's kind of hard press not to go with this kid here, uh, Bo Williams at Shiloh Christian, man, for, for, to do what he did against a team that's going to be in the thick of things in, in 6A, but to come on the road and, and, and run for 400, uh, you know, and, and six TDs and, and, and a win, I mean, that's that's huge. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that speaks volumes of, of that kid's work ethic and what he put in. And like I said, he and, and from what I gather, I mean, he, he probably could have ran it, you know, 60 times if need be uh, in that game, man. But that's just amazing what he did. So, uh, Bo Williams is this, this week's uh, player of the week, man. They're deserving. I, yeah, deserving. I uh, I have had a chance to see the kid play a few times at Shiloh Christian, and uh, it looks like somebody took a big rock of granite and chiseled him out of it uh, because <laughs> that kid, he lives in the weight room. Lives and he, in, in fact, was a, a state – yeah, he was a state champion powerlifter. Um uh, two years ago, uh, went down there and I think he picked up four cars and a dump truck. Oh man, he, he looks like a college player, man, in, in a high school uniform. He, he does. Man. He, I, I like Bo. His attitude is, "Why run around somebody when I can run over them?" You know, we can run over so, uh, exactly. 
<laughs> gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. <laughs> he loved he he he. he I mean, he he runs to contact, not away from it. So uh, that's a, that's a great great pick for the for the player of the week. And uh, uh, you know, could have been could have been a lot of different kids. He's also uh, going to be uh, our Hawks Illustrated Sports Club luncheon uh, player of the week uh, on Wednesday uh, this week. He will be honored uh, for that. And uh, so, so uh, just a great, great week for Bo Williams. Great start to his senior year. Great start for Tucker Barnard, the new, uh, the new, the new old uh, football coach at Shallow Christian, and a good start for them. So that will wrap up uh, this week's uh, podcast. And we also want to mention the the uh, network of podcasts that the Hogs Sports Network offer uh, on a daily basis. Of course, we have the Ion Preps podcast that drops every Monday with uh, with with with. The, uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Taylor and Richard Davenport. Uh, with they let me join on with them and talk a little <laughs> bit now and then. So so uh, thank you guys for that. So that's every Monday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have the Whole Hog Football Podcast with Matt Jones, Scotty Borderland, and uh, Ethan Westerman jumps on with them. I think on Thursday podcast. So you want to be sure and catch those. Uh, also on Wednesday, uh, on Wednesdays that we have a luncheon for the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club. We have a podcast from that, which I will talk to and interview the uh, the prep honorees as well as uh, having uh, the, uh, the the guest uh, speaker uh, and uh, and what they have to say at the at the lunches. It's always a good listen uh, for fans out there. And then on Friday, Ethan Westerman has his Game Changers podcast. Uh, about uh, talking about the women's sports and giving women at women's athletes, female athletes um, at the University of Arkansas, uh, a platform to talk about issues and uh, things that are important to them. Uh, very well uh, listened to a podcast, and, and uh, uh, Ethan's doing a great job of that. So lots of podcasts for you to listen to through the Hog Sports Network. Um, if you want to know what's going on in the world of sports, this is where you find it. Um, and you can listen to us where podcasts can be found, uh, Apple, uh, Amazon, uh, SoundCloud, different places. So uh, be sure and hit that like, subscribe, hit that bell, and follow us for all of your podcasts. So for Eric Taylor, for Richard Davenport, I'm Chip Sousa. Thanks for listening to the Ion Press Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.